time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And then I said to him, look at the pussy on her. And what's up, everybody? And welcome <laughs> to the Cornmore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me, as always, is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What is up, my pretty little bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gorehounds? And the sexy killing machine himself, Bobby Amon. Uh, he's giving me too much credit. What's up, fuckers? Oh, so today is February 17th. 2020 and i didn't stroke out there but got so close to doing that and it's another banger for you today but first but first it's time who's gonna do the high pitch scream this time uh johnny go bobby i want to hear bobby Bobby, sing it to us well it's that time it's time for the slice of life oh there we go johnny d what'd you do (laughs) i liked it uh well let's see did the normal bullshit of work hung out did some gaming. Um, let's see. I did my part and went and saw the Sonic movie this uh, weekend. Attaboy. Which I feel like everybody should if anybody bitched about how he looked in the first and then they actually switched them for everybody. And on that note, it was fucking awesome. What's up, Hannah? Hey, Hannah. What's up, Hannah? Hey, girl. <laughs> um, Jim Carrey was great. Ben Schwartz was awesome as Sonic. And uh, so, yeah, I came home and re-downloaded Sonic 2 and fucking played that the rest of the weekend. <laughs> uh, Bobby, how was your week, buddy? Uh, it was good. The weekend was wonderful. I was hanging out with my friends pretty much all weekend. So we were hanging out, going out and everything. And then yesterday was the chill day of the weekend. And then I, I sat down to watch our movie for tonight a little earlier. And that's about it. Oh, very chill. No complaints. And. Finally, Jason will be going together this week. So everything's yeah. now made. I just have to get the gloves and a few other things. Nice. Mr. Nice. TJ, how was your week? Really good, actually. Recorded a bunch of podcasts. Uh, did a little bit of pre-production work on my new cartoon series called Behind the Screams. Working a little bit on Hearts of Darkness perk fulfillment stuff. <laughs> doing some blacksmith stuff with uh, my good friend, Brody Kane, shout out to that mother lecker. Uh, mother shout lecker. out to all the people Marcio. in the Marcio. chats right now. Marcio, what's up, buddy? Probably what's can't up, understand Marcio? a word we're saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Marcio. Anyway, lots of pre-production work. A lot of stuff moving along. Uh, got the final artwork done on the TJ Bowser Power Hour. If you guys haven't seen that, uh, it's looking pretty good. Uh, should we debut it on the show here? Yeah, do it. If you guys are okay with it. that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but as I'm talking about that, but uh, Johnny, hmm. what'd you do this week? You already asked me. Johnny, what what I oh, that's now. right. Duh. Bobby. I want to hear Chad. Yeah, you guys yeah, kind of glossed over me, you bastards. Not us. One of us. The boss. The main guy. The head <laughs> cheese. The honcho. <laughs> but no, like, so, like you guys, I really didn't do much. You know, I just worked and. Yeah, Valentine's Day didn't get a chance to really do anything, but I did get a chance to take my wife out to lunch yesterday. Nice. Yeah, so we went to Red Lobster. 
which, yeah, it's all right. Uh, oh, I did think of one thing. Sorry, not to interrupt. Uh, because of you, I did watch fucking the old school Destroy All Monsters this weekend as nice. well. Nice. We were getting into that Godzilla talk pretty fucking heated, and I was like, oh, man, I need to fucking watch one, dude. Fuck yeah. Oh, Destroy All. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. It's all good. That's cool. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, you know, not much. Uh, I, I, I told you before that I started playing uh Ghostbusters remastered on PS4. And I swear to God, they upped the difficulty on this. It's it's not as easy as I remember it being on the PS3. Dude, the ex- well, like the super extreme version, like or whatever, how advanced, it was hard as fuck on the original because they always fell every time. So you were spending more time picking up the other three guys oh, yeah. than you were fucking hitting the yeah. ghost. Oh yeah, they did that. Oh my god, so many times. So yeah, I've been playing that and uh, playing other shit just to take my mind off of the pain in the ass of difficulty of the game. Uh, aside from that, you know, that's about it. Pretty, nice. uh, pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty calm weekend. Fair enough. So, boys, yeah. let's get into this week's review of 1996's The Crow. City of Angels, directed by Tim Pope, written by David S. Goyer, produced by Jeff Most and Edward Pressman, starring Vincent Perez as Ash Corvin slash The Crow, Mia Kirshner as Sarah, Richard Brooks as Judah Earl, Ty Trang as Callie? Hell yeah, that's the Yellow Ranger, dude. Oh yeah, it is. That is Trini, isn't it? Yes, it is. She went from saving Angel Grove to fucking shooting kids in the head, man. Well, rest in peace. (laughs) You beautiful piece. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Chad has a slight yellow fever. Uh, Iggy Pop as Curve. Thomas Jane as Nemo. Uh, Vincent Castellanos. That was good. Yeah. Bobby, how was that? Sounded good to me. Okay. As Spider Monkey. <laughs> Eric, Spider. Eric Acosta as Danny. Beverly Mitchell as Grace. Ian Dury as Noah. Tracy Ellis as Sybil. Music by... Graham 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 Revel cinematography by Graham Cracker Jean Ves Escafer. Fuck that name. Edited (laughs) by Michael Canute. Why can't these people have normal names? Anthony Redmond, distributed by Miramax, released August 30th of 96, runtime of 84 minutes, budget of 13 midgets, gross 17.9 midgets, (laughs) and Chad, roll that beautiful bean footage. People once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes the crow can bring that soul back to put the wrong things right. I thought that Eric was the last. I never imagined there would be another. It's another time. It's another world. And another has been chosen. What the fuck? <laughs> no! You ain't doing that! No! Hey! Look at this. We got fans coming out of the woodwork. Hey, Gore guys. What's up, Jeggy? 
This is great. Hello, Keep those comments hello. coming. We will throw them up on the live stream. So, who wants to do the plot rundown of this bad boy? Chad, it's been a while. It has been a while. So, Chad, some time ago, sing away. Ash Corvin and his son Danny were killed when they stumbled across a pack of drug dealers murdering a fellow dealer. The dealers work for Los Angeles drug kingpin Judah Earl. Local tattoo artist Sarah, who has great knowledge of the Crow legend because of what happened with her late friend Eric Draven, has been having dreams about Ash and Danny. One night, when a crow leads her to the scene of the murders of Ash and Danny, Ash appears before her. The crow has resurrected Ash, so he can go after Judah and his right-hand man, Curve. With the guidance of the crow, Ash starts killing off Judah's men one by one on his way to Judah himself. Judah! What do you guys think of this movie? It was... I liked, uh, I liked it. It was alright. It had its moments. It did. It really that did. I, that I didn't like. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't terrible. I was expecting far worse. Yeah, uh, we've seen. Wait till we get worse. to number four, right, Chad? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. There will be none of them. By the way, I would just like to point out that this this is the point where we pretty much come full circle because Johnny wasn't your first movie, The Crow. <sighs> it was either Crow or it was Night of the Demons. It was one of the two. Actually, Victor McCrory. Sup, sup. What's going on? Let's take a look because I have it written down here. I know it was last right I know it was last crow, April. First Johnny D. There we go. Wow. Sweet. Why yep. do you have a little penis written next to that one? Is, is that how you know? Uh, okay. anyway. Yes. It's a hell of a code. Is that crack. is that the episode that we were talking about, Pickle Dick? Pickle with, Dick. Uh, yeah, with fucking um Swamp Thing. Probably was. No. <laughs> it probably was. I think the epi- I think the season was just coming out, and then you know, literally the next day it was like, Heather, shut it Heather down. just listened to it, so uh, Heather, if you're listening right now, let us know if that was the first Pickle Dick. Yes. Figure out the Pickle Dick. So, <laughs> She'll be on uh, soon, I'm sure. Heather Locklear eating Pickle Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. guys, uh, Bobby, thoughts, feelings on this film? Alright, this was the first time I saw it, and the last time I saw the original Crow was, I don't even know how long ago, so I kind of blanked out but as i'm watching this i'm like i mean it's dark but there's a lot of things that just didn't add up for me but it was good but there was just like there were some shitty cgi moments some things just was like eh. when we get deep into it we'll talk about it but i'm on the fence about it big time you suck you jackass oh yeah john well, uh, this was also my first viewing. Um, it was better than I expected it to be. Uh, there was actually more people in it that I knew that I expected, so that was kind of a plus too. Motherfucker! Uh, yeah, shout out to Iggy Pop. He was probably the uh, he was the shit, he was. the shining star of the. Film. I like how us saying motherfucker signified you to bring up Maggie, Iggy Pop. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Soundtrack is fucking badass. That I will Correct. second. I, yeah. yeah. Oh yes, it certainly. That was. will be addressed. You don't worry. <laughs> um, but no, man, it was good. Um, it's. I don't know if it felt exactly like made for TV. Mm-hmm. Like, was this? I got that. Release? I got that feeling too, because the budget was so low. I I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, probably about two thirds through, and like, how did this get? Ninety six. This would have been right right to video, and they would have tried to make as much money as they could. It wasn't. It did go to theaters. Uh, it did go to theaters. It did go to theaters. This what? was the last one, yeah, right? Did. Which is weird, but 
there was that weird 95 to 97 territory where they really started fucking with CGI. Like yeah. I mentioned earlier, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mortal I love Kombat! it, but it's a fucking steaming pile of hot garbage. Oh, it's <laughs> I hate Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> I love it. I don't care. It's so bad. It's good, dude. <laughs> Johnny, I, I agree with you on the, on the made for TV part because that's it, what I was thinking too, but I'm like, but yet it has these moments of that can't be on TV. Yeah, so it was like a, it was, this was a weird combination. Movie. I, I was, I was it, talking to my coworker Scott today. Cause he would ask me how I thought, what I thought of the movie. So this was and made I, for TV with tits and violence. Well, that's just it. And like I said, it's like for this being like a movie like this, like, there's like a lot of fucking S and M in this mm-hmm. movie. So, and he's like, well, yeah, he's like, yeah. Cause the first card, like, no, like there is literally a lot of yeah. S and M in this movie. Wait till yeah, you get to the best like, oh, scene. So there's full on gimp action. I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, that was one of my show notes that I wrote down as I was watching it. And that's where I talked uh, to like I, BDSM club. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. buddy. <laughs> I wrote down that there was so much S and M in this movie. I was expecting pinhead to just walk on the screen. <laughs> that would have made it. My this was the, mo- this, this was the movie that like, if you were watching as a kid, you hope to God your parents don't walk in on that fucking scene. Like, what are you watching? <laughs> Dude, I was sitting out in the living room watching it yesterday morning, and my son just happens to walk out just at the fucking scene with the nudie booth. And I'm like, I'm gonna shut this off. Like, I don't know what ha- what's going to happen, but he does not need to see this. He's five. I got to tell you, that guy in that nudie booth was getting intense. Oh, he was. And we'll get to that. Do not ruin the jokes. Do not ruin the jokes. So I can't, <laughs> so I can't mention that he's a true minute man. No, <laughs> wait. We'll get there, Chrisman. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Okay, did you? Two but, minute let's just say, I, don't blow your load too early on this show. I will say uh, that scene kind of reminded me of another movie that we watched. It was way more of an intense stripper booth scene, though. This one, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, what the hell was it? Was it pieces? What other movie had the stripper yeah, booth? Yeah, it was yep. pieces. Pieces. Yeah. It was the one where we were just like, "How the fuck did he break through the glass?" <laughs> <laughs> but these guys, they just they just know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, that no this, comment. No comment. I, I don't know if it was because they knew this was the second movie and they didn't have the budget. So they were just like, yo, man, we're just going to go fucking hardcore with whatever we can. <laughs> so like that scene, the fucking club, the whole uh, dude, the whole movie. Yeah, yeah there was the a lot of was... there's just a lot of bondage, dude. <laughs> there was it was hardcore, but it was. <sighs> so we don't got Brandon Lee this time and we don't want to disrespect him. Turn up the S and M, baby. <laughs> you know, you, you, I, I didn't think this guy did a bad job. He didn't honestly. do a bad job at all. I mean, he's no right. Edward Furlong, but I mean, I'll punch you. I'll punch you. Also, you just see a fist come across the camera, like. <laughs> but no, man, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't a bad. It wasn't bad. Like it, it exceeded my expectations for sure. Yeah, I want to say, like you guys, it was my first time viewing it, and and I, I thought for sure this is one with Edward Furlong, but thankfully that's not. Yeah, I, heard, I remember you mentioned that last week, and I was like, no, nah, man, that's like the fourth or fifth one. I, I forgot he was fucking in one, let alone The Crow. Yeah, true, dude. True. This movie, I'm on the fence about it. Well, this shit show keeps sure going for four more years, it, dude. I know what side <laughs> I'm going to fall yeah, on. This, this was better than I expected, but it's still not great. And I, I, I agree with the whole, it looks, feels like it was made for a TV, kind of like The Dentist, which I think they were made right around the same time. Well, I was going to say even almost um, 
Tales from the Crypt esque. You know what I mean? Like just that slightly just B camera style the whole time. Yeah. Which isn't bad. You know, it works for it. Did you just mention the Crypt Keeper? I did. You did? What time I is did. it? Oh, I think you know. It's ad time. He said the Crib Keeper, okay? I'm sorry. Good segue. <laughs> that was it. That was. Hello there, creepy girls. Do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, busts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide-ranging selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like us. <laughs> Graveyard Classics, horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Death Style Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at GraveyardClassics.net. Come on down to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. And we are back to our review of The Crow City of Angels. Chad? Take us behind the scenes of this filthy movie. All right. So originally, John Bon Jovi auditioned for the lead role. I actually remembered that. Whoa! Like, I remember Wizard Magazine making a big deal about really? it because they, they really wanted him for the role, but it eventually went to Vincent Perez. So he only <clears throat> got halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> like our but he didn't guy. have a prayer. <laughs> Uh, while the filmmakers and studio originally intended to create a substantially different film to the first one out of respect to Brandon Lee, Miramax ordered the film to be re-edited so as to resemble the early one as much as possible. Tim Pope refused, and he, along with David S. Goyer, eventually disowned the film as it did not represent their vision. So what hmm. we see is not no, what they wanted. No, and that's actually been the next part because I go through all the scenes that were cut. The, oh, I, I, I have access to the work print. The 160-minute version? I'd have to look, but I saw it the other day. That's probably not the true work print. Okay. Uh, the true work print doesn't even exist anymore. It's it's over. Th- uh, it's about 160 minutes, from what I understand, was the original cut of the movie. Really? But if Holy you do, shit. I, I would like to see what you do have, though. And the movie, too. Interesting. Okay, so the following scenes were in the original 160-minute long work print version of the film, but were cut by Miramax in order to make it feel more like the first film. Uh, Sarah had a longer voiceover in the beginning of the film. Mm. Uh, while he's underwater, Ash remembers reading stories to Danny. The crow lifts res- or resurrects Ash. After Sarah takes him to her loft and he wakes up, Ash does not believe he's dead, so Sarah takes the kitchen knife and stabs him with it. Scared, Ash then runs away, as in the theatrical version. Okay. Huh. Uh, that would have been cool. It uh, shows uh, Ash's last name is Corvin, as it's uh, shown in the Corvin's body shop. Uh, when Ash is going after Spider Monkey at the Trinity drug plant, he takes Spider Monkey's gun and says, Don't try this at home, kids. Then shoots himself in the head and falls on the ground. As Spider Monkey approaches, Ash gets up, scaring Spider Monkey. 
When Ash hmm. destroys the hmm. Trinity drug plant, some thugs come to pick a fight with him. Ash tells them uh, that if he had a gun, he would shoot him. The thug hesitates, so Ash takes his gun and scares the thugs away, forcing them to flee. After killing Nemo, Ash confronts Holly Days, the stripper who was talking to Nemo at the Life Girl building. <laughs> Ash grabs her and looks at her eyes. He tells her that she should value what's left of her life and to never come back here again. In the original version, when Ash builds Danny's grave, he does not burn his painting. Ah. Originally, there was more dialogue and love scenes between Ash and Sarah. Oh. Yeah, you can see where they were, they were trying to go there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it never made it. She has some zombie sex in the middle of it? Or right. No? Apparently. A little yeah. necrophilia. Don't, don't, don't even get me started, man. In the scene where Ash is being shot by the thugs at the bar while Curve escapes, Ash grabs the shotgun he took earlier and kill, when he killed Nemo and kills the thugs. Ash Curve's motorcycle scene is longer. When Curve screams, you think I'm afraid of you, he pees his pants because he's afraid of Ash. They should have left that in. When Ash blows up Curve's motorcycle with his shotgun, Curve's on the ground with his crotch on fire. Hmm. Poor, poor, poor Fire crotch. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. I know that shit. After dragging the injured Curve into the water, Ash steals Curve's gun and puts it into his coat. I, some of these aren't, don't really... <laughs> okay. But, uh, Chad, I just want to let you know that I can sleep tonight knowing that. Uh, when Callie's yes. thrown out of the window, a shadow of a giant crow morphing into Ash is visible, showing that the crow and Ash are one. Ah. Callie's death is different. She's still alive, though crippled and unable to move because her back was broken after being thrown out the window, and she's seen crawling along the ground. Dialogue between her and Ash was also deleted. Ash comes out of nowhere, and Callie begs him to kill her because she's in pain. Ash refuses and smiles as he stands over her, telling her that he's already sent her to hell. Yeah. That's lovely. Okay, now that this... Best love story ever. At the end, when um, Judah says he's been to hell and he likes what he saw, there's a reason for that. Judah reveals his motivations in wanting the crow's power. He tells Sarah, when he has her captured, that when he was younger, he fell into icy water, drowning and nearly dying, and visiting hell before he was revived. Which he enjoyed, leading to his obsession with the occult and becoming the way that he is. Ah. Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the weird, like, like you didn't know if it was like a fake occult kind of thing, and then when it's like, oh wow, he actually has like a weird, like mystic chick. Yeah, like I don't know, that's definitely a fucking hardcore drug drug gaining at that point. When Ash is climbing Judah's headquarters, the twins follow him. The twins were the ones that were at. Uh, Sarah's apartment when they blew out the door. Mm. Uh, the twins follow him. One falls off the building and ends up decapitated. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. damn. Uh, when the ghost of Danny is at the Day of the Dead festival, instead of Danny saying to Ash, if you give up now, we won't be together, he says instead, it's time to go now. And Ash refuses, saying he has to save Sarah. By doing so, he gives up his chance to return to heaven, cursing himself to live on Earth for eternity. Then when Danny disappears, Ash for- looks for him in the crowd and turns a drunk guy around, thinking it's Danny. Um, that's that been sweet, right? Ash pulls out Car- Curve's gun, which he took from him earlier, and unloads it into Judah's chest, and it has no effect. Ash tries to punch Judah, but Judah crushes his hand. During the fight scene, Danny's painting f- falls from Ash's coat, and Judah rips it up. In the original version, Sarah and Ash talk to each other just before Sarah dies. Ash says he stayed on Earth for her. Sarah gives Ash her ring and tells him that if two people really love each other, nothing can keep them apart. Uh, Ash cries, and Sarah tells him that she'll wait for him forever if I have to. Aww. 
Then afterwards, Ash destroys Sarah's apartment, so he doesn't rem- try. So he doesn't remember her anymore. My oh, shit. <laughs> and the ending was very different. Uh, I guess the scene where Ash carries dead Sarah to the church was longer. It also featured Ash wearing Sarah's ring, like Eric did in the first movie. Ah. When he sits mm. down, he's looking at Sarah's ring. The word "forever" is inscribed inside it. The priest from earlier in the film enters the church, and knowing that Ash is the Walking Dead, asks why he's still there. Ash replies he has nowhere to go. The priest then asks Ash, what will you do now, my son? Silently, slightly angered, Ash replies, there are already many shadows in the city. One more won't make a difference. Nice. What's up, Dan? Dan Stockwell, holla holla. What's up? Uh, Iggy Pop had originally been offered the role of Fun Boy in the first row. Uh, Also known as the Walking Necronomicon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nowadays. Yeah. Uh, he's still pretty. He's still pretty fucking jacked. Then. Well, not jacked. I don't know what you would call that. Fit. Un, uh, yeah. Unorthodoxly thin. Yeah, so thin you're just abs. Mm. <laughs> the rhyme about close. crows comes from the original comic book, The Crow, by James O'Barr. The rhyme that Ash sings to Nemo goes: One crow sorrow, two crows joy, three crows a letter, four crows a boy, five crows silver, six crows gold, seven crows a secret never to be told. Mm. Next time you say that to us, can you uh, sing it? No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> we will make him. We'll pay him. <laughs> One thing to avoid comparisons with The Crow and Brandon Lee, David Escoria originally intended to have the character of Sarah return as a female crow. Mm. Oh. That was surprised they didn't cool. do that by the that fourth cool. one, you know? Yeah, that's that's. I, I'm guessing that's what they originally wanted to do. That's why they killed her in this one. That would have been That would have been cool for the second one. That would have been cool. The original script featured two of the villains from The Crow, Grange and Top Dollar, resurrected to fight Ash. David Escoria was unhappy about reviving them and rewrote the script, removing them entirely. Ah. That would have been pretty stupid if they brought them back. Mm-hmm. How would they have brought them back? Yeah, exactly. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Probably something that Judah does. I don't know. Uh, while working on the film, David S. Coyer was also writing the script for Dark City, which was directed by The Crow's director, Alex Proyas. Ah! Dark James? City. I haven't fucking heard about that. I haven't thought about that movie in a fucking holy shit. That's one of those movies that I bought and intended to watch and never did. I remember it being pretty good, but man, I haven't seen it probably since it, when did it come out? Like 93, 95? I don't think I've ever seen it. 98. I remember there was a very uh, Freddy-esque scene where this girl had crazy long nails and she was going down this fucking hallway to the corridor and shit. Anyways. Okay. What else we got, Chad? Um, James O'Barr attempted to write the script himself, but all he could think about was his deceased friend, Brandon Lee. He eventually told Tim Pope that he couldn't do it, but gave his blessing as long as it was its own story. Judah Earl has an oracle named Sybil. In Greek and Roman mythology, the Sybils were female prophets. The theme of the first film was rain. In this film, it's smoke because the filmmakers wanted the City of Angels to have an apocalyptic feel. Ah. Mm. All right. Eager to make a film that wouldn't upset the fan base, Tim Pope and David Goyer went to various Crow message boards and asked the fans what they would and wouldn't like in a sequel. The unanimous verdict was that they wanted it to be respectful of Brandon Lee's death and tell its own story. That's pretty crazy, man. Given the time, like given that this came out in '96. Yeah, that's that's very early internet message board. Yeah, that you know, kudos to that. Yes, that. 
back in that time, that couldn't have been an easy task. Yeah, we left the message six oh, yeah, months I ago. I, like, I want to see what, what he had to go through to get those answers. Dude, that's like old school, straight up internet 1.0, man. Right? <laughs> you kidding me? It was like 1.5. Ash's trench coat was a modified priest frock. Oh. Oh. We're getting religious. To now. distinguish Ash from Eric Draven, he was made a brute force fighter rather than a martial artist. This was the first movie of Vincent Perez involving the supernatural. The second was Queen of the Damned, in which he played the vampire Marius. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never Bruce seen Tang it. was an accomplished martial artist and convinced Tim Pope to allow her fight scene to be extended to show her capabilities. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Yellow Ranger. That was when I, that's when it, I, it finally dawned on me that she was, I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Trini, See, dude. and I saw her and I was like, where have I seen you before? Which may be sad that they never had her in a yellow costume at all. By the way, I just want to point out how racist the original Power Rangers were. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Trini being the yellow ranger and Zack being the black ranger. It's only racist if you think about it that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's the thought that counts. If it was truly racist or fucked up, then Billy would have been the pink ranger. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Exactly. Nowadays, maybe. Have they had a season that okay, Gorehounds, do some searching. Has there been a season yet where a male has been a pink ranger? In Sentai, uh, the males are yellow. Well, I mean, the original Power Ranger, it's supposed to be a dude. That's why it doesn't have a skirt. Yeah. But then the American one they use. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Power Ranger sidebar. I just, I just have one last thing. The screenplay for the City of Angels was adapted into a novel as well as a three-issue comic book series. Uh, both feature the original ending of the story in which Ash wanders the earth as an undead spirit. So Essentially Ash. us. <laughs> poor God. Poor God. That's how I view everyone, though. We're all just wandering this earth. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that, that I'm is fucked. kind of a metaphor for what we're really doing. <laughs> yes. So, guys, uh, Johnny? Yeah, buddy. I'm sure you have a couple things wrote down there. I do. I do. See that um, here. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, first question is what the fuck up was with the end kill? What the hell happened to him? Oh, Did he just like I, disintegrate? He looked weird as he was dying. I don't even know. Look, like he turned into oblivion. I don't even think you could qual- qualify that as CGI. That was like hand cell animation. I don't even know. I remember watching this the first time, I want to say a year ago or, or more. And just being completely blown away that the film was pretty solid all the way up until that point. <laughs> right. And like, I was just uh, like, he slipped into the ether, dude. Like, that's all that happened. I just say he dissolved into oblivion. Fair enough. It just looks so fake. Why couldn't they have just made it like a really gory crow's rip game to shred? Thank you. That's what I was like. I was expecting to see like pinholes, like holes from each of the crows going through him. Knowing how much digital effects costs, I think it might have actually could have been cheaper to do a fucking practical effects shot on that motherfucker and just have it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Especially in 96. Think of how expensive visual effects were then. Yeah, they could have just. They were were starting to, to not peak, but they were they were getting up and high in there. Yeah, it would have been, have been simpler a, to use a practical effect. Use real crows just ripping the fuck out of this thing. And it would have been better looking anyway. Yeah, I'm going to have your head stapled in my pussy seat. <laughs> um, Best line in that movie. <laughs> uh, so one last question, gentlemen. And um, 
what is your opinion? Like, who, which crow do you think like had the sadder origin story? The original or this one? Uh, I mean, I like the original, so I'm going with the original. But it's been so long. I got original, man. I got to go with this one. You like this one? I'm going to say as a father, I feel this one is a lot more sad. Okay, you know what? You're right. If yeah. you put it in that aspect, then yeah, this is a lot fucking sad. Okay, I mean, imagine I, being chained up to your kid and then watching your kid get shot in front of you before you die and then get thrown into the river. Yeah, yeah you're right. I didn't th- okay, yeah. Yeah, this one. Now, that's not to disregard the first one of like her getting raped by an entire gang before getting killed. Yeah. All right, but put it this way both hit on way different levels but on a similar level yes, so yes either one it's sad doesn't matter i feel one, like this one at least for me this one actually hit me a little bit more personal than like less uh, one thing one. that these movies are good at is setting up the whole revenge plot line yeah yes. this, this really this and the four and the film that uh came before it are definitely very impactful and, reasons and going along with what johnny said and i i I didn't. This never affected me before, but I, until I became a father, seeing violence against kids—it's so rough. It is. I, before that, before I was a father, it didn't bother me as much. But it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> but seeing it as a father, like, oh my god, that's horrible. Yep. Like, like Dude, the like, beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. That I fully agree, man. Feast two. The first time I watched Feast 2, laughed my ass off, dude. Then once I had my kid, I was like, ooh, I don't know. That was kind of hard to run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But I actually do have one more question. Okay. And um, so let's say if Sarah, for some reason, wasn't in this story, which I was going to ask, why do you think she's connected? But I feel it's kind of like an obvious, like, you know, just because she dealt with fucking the first one and she was fully tied to it. Um, do you think without her there, like he would have ever like dressed up or anything like that? No. Yeah, I would say no. It would have been something totally different. She definitely influenced that by keeping Eric's uh, mask. That and just like the attire she put him in, like that fucking like the leather shit, dude. I don't know. It just didn't seem it seemed weird for that guy. Okay. Yeah. Be- let me let me let me kind of take that a little step further. And do you think that maybe the thing that connected him, that brought him to her, was Eric's ring? Because they made a point to show that ring several times. Hmm. So you think maybe that could be what drew the crow's spirit to her? It could be. It it, it really could be. Yeah. Now that you, yeah, now that you say that. Well, it was either that or just because like. She was already, I don't know, experience. She's already experienced. Hey, a you guys want to know so. a really cool answer to perpetuate the story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And one tiny little last question, but what the fuck is with all the weird ass contacts in this movie? Uh, they ha- again, it's the whole we got to respect Brandon. So we're just going to turn everything up to 11. So we're going to make these people look as weird as we can. Uh, that's all I could. I was like, dude, I don't know what the hell's going on, man. Everybody's got these crazy fucking like dilated pupil contact looking shits, yeah. dude. Yeah, they really they like to make up. filming really miserable that for themselves. Funny you mentioned <laughs> well, I noticed on a couple of the really close up shots of Sarah, and you see her eyes, and you'd be like, she wearing contacts. You could just see the outer edge of it right outside her eyes. Right, but there was like a few people like right in the beginning, and I was just like, 
everybody's wearing these weird fucking contacts. Like, what the fuck? Look at the setting of the movie, dude. You know every last one of them is doing all the drugs they can. Honestly, this movie just kind of made me want to watch Blade 2. Like, that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> like, it was... It was good, but it was still a shittier version than the first one. They go to some crazy BDSM club. Fucking some shit goes down. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Some shit goes down. Yeah. That was a fucking awesome scene. But no, man, that's that's pretty much it for my questions, gentlemen. Okay, guys. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, douche of the movie douche of the movie are we gonna have to fucking say iggy pop i was thinking that i was actually gonna say the head um what's his name uh, judah yeah. judah i was saying I mean, judah i mean it was on him to kill the kid he did make yeah. the ultimate decision you're right that's that's pretty fucked up but who so, pulled the trigger only because their boss did? said so he wouldn't have done it had judah not, not Cal- said no cali killed, killed oh okay so I go with Judah. I'm going to go but, with Iggy. I, I, I have to side with you. I go with Iggy. Like Judah's just like a criminal mastermind. Iggy's just gross. Right. I Yeah, because you got to figure he's mob boss. So he's got to like, he's covering a lot. Iggy's just, well, what you said he was supposed to be what? Number one. What the hell was his name again? Uh, oh, the, the head guy? I, oh, um, no. No, he was uh, supposed. To, yeah, he was supposed to be, and then didn't. Yeah, he was no, supposed to be the guy that looks exactly like him, guy with blonde hair. In the first I one, can't. yeah. You oh, said uh, he originally was supposed dollar. to be that in the top dollar. Yeah, top dollar. Oh, Is that the guy that gets killed in the car? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I probably remember. haven't watched The Crow since we reviewed it. Fucking last. I gotta year remember because in the comic they had Top Dollar and the other one flip-flops that's right that's why i think we had this discussion too because yeah. we got to, okay anyway guys anyway uh so questions questions favorite kill Ooh. let's start with chad well, go ahead. i gotta go with nemo just because his eyes got gouged out yeah the dude at the, the nudie booth and just the whole <laughs> the whole that- thing leading up to it that was a good scene, dude. So, that was. is everybody going to agree that this is your favorite kill? No. Okay. Okay. But that was just mine, just because you don't. I, I'm a uh, like you. I love the Italian movies. I love any yeah. kind of eye gouging, eye injury stuff like that. I was just a sucker for it. So I got to go with that. Was he strangled though afterwards? I I, I just feel like yeah. this went all out on him. Fucking choking, poking. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> um. Well, I got kind of like a twofer here. I like the first kill there with where he uh, shoots meth up that dude's nose. Yeah. Like that was pretty fucking gnarly. Uh, And then honestly, when uh, Trini did her fucking uh, head dive onto the fucking car there. I don't know, man. Like just that blunt force trauma, man. Like it just sounded really good. It looked nasty. So I think that was probably my favorite. Robert. I have two. I liked her death as well, but I also liked Iggy's death because the fucking flare up in his face when he uh, blows up the bike, even though that didn't kill him. Yeah, that big I, chunk of I still like that. That's what led to his death. So I, those were my two. That scene did not end how I expected it to end. Yeah, because when he fucking aimed at him, I did not think it was going to go for an explosion. I thought he was going to go like a direct shot to the face That's or something. What I was expecting to. Yeah. I thought so, too. 
But what I yeah, also like, thought oh. is I didn't, wasn't expecting him to fly back, which no, nor it doesn't happen. So I'm like, well, what the fuck is? And then he, I'm like, okay, I mean, but he did have that huge fucking like chunk of metal thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I liked my so, yeah, favorite my kill. Picks. It will be also my pick for best scene, which would be Chad's favorite kill, which is the nudie booth where he gets mm. killed mid vinegar strokes. <laughs> that was that, the longest minute of his life. That was like the hardest search for a fucking coin in the pocket, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah. I, uh, if you guys want to re- re- relive that scene, it's something very similar. Oh to my like, god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Please come in my fucking mouth. Can I taste your juice? Shit. Please come in my mouth. Fuck, my ass is woe the fuck out. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, guys. That scene is the definition. That scene's the definition of best scene, guys. Oh, man. (sighs) Shit. I think he... uh... I kind of like that first one where he was chasing around uh, what's his name in the warehouse with all the barrels. Yeah. His first kill. That was kind of. Yeah, like that, that was one. really cool. It, it was more the you're not getting away. Ha 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 ha. Kind of like kind of like yeah. fucking with him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I also like how there's just drugs everywhere. <laughs> right. Well, what enough to make just, Walter he, White blush. <laughs> I think he said, like, what did he destroy? Like fucking five kilos or some bullshit. Yeah. In first kill. Something like that. Well, what's it? he tells him, he's like, this guy's dead. He's like, well, what about the product? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good drug dealer right there. I mean, got to worry no, about the product. That and I like the uh, I like that crow. I mean, the Trini way, like her blood going to the crow symbol was cool. But I like that big, like glass crow yeah. look. It, no, I, don't, I mean, it was very reminiscent of the giant fire one in the first one. But. OK, you know. fair enough. Only thing. Best scene, guys. I actually agree with Johnny. the The first kill scene, like you said, that him trying to get away. I like that. Like he's just like, uh, 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 not you're not going anywhere, motherfucker. I like that. So yeah, I agree with Johnny on that. You kind of see his fighting essence there too. Like he's not like you guys mentioned earlier. He's not a martial artist. You know what I mean? He's just a fucking brawler. Well, yeah, because yeah. his dad's not Bruce Lee. Right. <laughs> he's, re- he's ready to throw hand, though, but he was like, man, it's fucking going down and doing it. But it looked like he wanted to rock some, like, drumsticks or something in that spot. Like, I was just like, oh, are we going to get a little homage to the first one? Like, I I just love when he has the matches in his hand. He's just looking at him like, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just flammable, right? Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Thanks. Chad, what do you got for your favorite scene, uh, bud? I... I want to say the fight scene with him and uh, Trini. Okay. That was a good one. That was, that was a very was nice, uh, well choreographed, even, even if it was a bit of a quick scene. Plus, bonus points for her using throwing stars. You don't, ah, see, that. Yes. You don't see that very often in movies. Mm. Fucking you, caught now, do you think the they too. made her use throwing stars because she's Asian, Chad? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> it's because she's poor and she could only afford them because they're $2. You just, I just can't believe how racist things were back in the day. Oh, $2. Jeez. Anyway, guys, the opening scene hook you in. Oh, uh, did you? You didn't really go into full detail. Yeah, I said my best scene is my favorite kill. 
Yeah. It, I, I don't know if you want to go into full detail with Mr. Minuteman. Or okay. Not. Well, the whole fucking thing is, is like the amount of urgency this guy has as soon as that token comes out. And then it's soon, <laughs> like, right? you could see it on his face. The actor did a really good job of, pet- like, portraying the urgency in that specific scene. And then his reaction whenever he finally gets settled back down in and he fucking goes to start tugging again. And it's the fucking crow guy. And he's like, fuck, now I'm soft. And then he jumps through the fucking window. (laughs) It wasn't a good time to be had by anyone. It was a very intense scene. That is for sure. So why did he not like have another coin sitting there at the ready? Just right. Yeah, yeah, you're. I think that he thought he was going to get off like the first round. He's going to be one and done. He didn't because like like I said, he was mid vinegar strokes. He was just about there. So, you know, no, you know what? He's just right. He's just trying to save his money for the next time. That's all. <laughs> Judah don't pay that well. Uh, yeah, I don't pay at all. He's probably Open- just got product. That's a opening scene. Motherfuckers. Yeah, it, it, it pulled me in, but it still made me go. What exactly am I going to be watching? I'm going to say no, because honestly, I don't remember the opening yeah, scene. I'm sitting here trying to remember what the opening scene was, too. William Mitchell says, your thoughts on the Crow remake with Jason Momoa as the Crow? No, I say hell never. no. I say hell never no. Remake. We do never not remake, remake this motherfucking gorgeous film. If you want to make a new Crow all. film, make a new Crow film. Do not sequel or do not remake. Do not remake. I'll give you this. If you're going to remake it, I don't want Jason Momoa. I'll no. just say that. No, terrible pick. He's a Who good actor, want? but not for this. Who do we no, want? He's not. Who do we want? I like that. Who would I want? Oh, God, dude. Oh. Who plays Loki? Hiddleston? Yeah. I don't know. Too old. I would rather Come back see, another day. I would I rather no see answer. an unknown. You'd rather see an unknown? Yeah, okay. give somebody their big break, too. That's true. Yeah. But what do we got next, buddies? Uh, everybody said the opening scene? Yeah. Best tits, hottest girl. Swing. Swing. Tentpole. <laughs> She's a babe. She's magically babelicious. Oh, William Mitchell says Kit Arrington. I don't know who the fuck that is, but Jack? maybe. Is that There's Snow? your unknown. Is that <laughs> is that Jon Snow? Kit Harrington? I feel like it is. Uh, <laughs> William, is that Jon Snow? Continuing uh, with our conversation as he answers. Best tits, hottest girl. What I have to say, Tollbooth Lady? Ooh. That or one of them BDS BDSM girls. One of those girls tied up to the fucking cage with her titties out. I was going to say maybe, uh, I was going to say the wax pouring chick. Ah, yep, wax ah, pouring yes. chick. Wax pouring chick. Yeah, okay. That was, that was just a good, that was a good nice scene in general. You know my pick. Do I even have to say <laughs> Hey, Chad, we're going to ask you, even pizza. though we know already, what is your pick for hottest girl? Trini. Ah, there we go. Obviously. Go figure. Plus, da, 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 Snow. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, but it's Jon Snow. Plus, I could see that, William. I could see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Shave. Shave. Shave really well. That's all I'm going to say. I can't, uh, I can't see the crow having a beard. So next question, as we all know, the answer is to do the score set the mood. Absolutely. Hell yeah. That was a killer was soundtrack. Yeah. The score, I don't remember much of, but the music, the songs, yes. Yeah, you're right. There, I guess it didn't have much of a score, more, more so of a soundtrack. <laughs> and it was mostly 90s. Heavy music. Definitely. Like whole. Yeah. Whole. Whole. I, 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 I might take a little bit of flack for this, but I might go so far as to say that this soundtrack was even better than the original, and I love Ooh. the original soundtrack. 
I feel that. I, I feel that. Only because they got White Zombie for this one. Do we have a list of songs in this film? Uh, give like 10 I, I have one right in front of me, actually. Keep talking, pee break. It's the Woo. White Zombie one. Uh, I mean, that's got to be the top choice, man. I'm your boogeyman, Casey in the Sunshine ah, Band with White Zombie. The zo- yo, real quick. The music video for that is, the sh- is fucking great. The music Hell video yeah, for that dude. song is awesome. But, bro, this is like full 90s, man. You got whole bush. Fuck yeah. You got a whole bush, huh? Whole bush, dude. Corn, <laughs> Deftones. Bush. Obviously, you got Iggy Pops, I Want to Be Your Dog on here. Oh. Uh, Jesus. Seven Mary Three. Tricky Gravediggers. Tonight is a I don't know that one. Oh, by the way, I would like to add that the uh, the band that was playing at the end of the movie was the Deftones. Was it? Yes, and they were signed on to do this movie before their uh, CD was even released. No shit. Signed on a major label. Deftones. So there was a. If if we're gonna do a little Deftones sidebar here, there was a. I'm gonna say early two thousand, maybe late nineties, early two thousands. Blue Ocean released a bunch of DBZ movies back then, Mm -hmm. and they had like rock music over top of it dude mm-hmm. i remember yeah and i fucking loved it man because they had them and fucking uh incubus and shit like that and i think my favorite one was uh lord slug dude because they had some what they had like finger 11 and shit like that dude that was fucking awesome was it that one was i that- believe it was it was the one where he went like pre-super saiyan bullshit th- oh wait no, no no i'm not thinking i'm thinking um oh shit uh bardock they had um Oh yeah. Um, Are we doing a Dragon Ball sidebar? <laughs> yes, because we're I go this for two it's... minutes and I come back and it's fucking anime weeaboo bullshit. Uh-uh. Back on horror. This is not fucking. <laughs> it was sub forty one. It was on. Uh, oh. It was either Bardock or Trunks. I don't remember. I think it was Bardock. First of all, it was because of the music because the same music is on a bunch of DBZ movies as well. Yeah, it, it was. So it's still saying in the tangent. Yeah, Brody. White zombie. <laughs> if we don't end this podcast with that song, I think we're going to fail. Dude, that you fucking now. We will. By the way, I'm disappointed at all of you when his name popped up and not one single one of you said, Brody, man, Noochie Noochie. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck all of y'all. Fuck all of y'all. Anyway, where are we, guys? Where are we? Uh, now we're, oh, now we're in the best song. So White I was zombie. talking about the song. Zombie. Yeah, zombie. I gotta go with White Zombie. Any day of the week. Oh. Favorite character, uh, Crow. Iggy. Iggy. Iggy was a good, he was nasty, dude. He played it well. He did. He did. Which yeah, is, I'm which gonna is, have to agree with Bobby on that one. He's not even a fucking actor. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> the fucked up part. He's just good at fucking uh, played and drugged out, dude. That's all. Yeah, I gotta go with Iggy on this one. Dude, that whole scene right where you came in and fucking punched the tattoo guy. You know, I realized he played the DJ in. In what? We just lost Bobby. We lost Bobby. We lost Bobby. Bobby, uh, come back in here in a little bit. Uh, continuing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All froze there. That's hilarious. Yeah, Bobby's what? frozen. Continue, John. All righty. So, well, we did say so. Character, what's your favorite character, buddy? My, mine's the Ooh. crow. Yours is the crow. Yeah, I did like his. Uh, 
I kind of like, I also liked, uh, at least with his version, that the makeup was different too. Like it wasn't exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, it was a slight variation. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of used almost like, she didn't use, you know, the full white. Like it was like a kind of yellow. It was chunky too. Something. Yeah. You know, on the close up on his face. It was that's because she, she used actual paint instead of like makeup. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, because it was his son's paints. Did you guys notice? And I'm sure this was just like an an editing issue or whatever the fuck. But like from when he was resurrected out of the water and everything like that, and he looked pretty, pretty cleaned off from that point. But then when he was like sitting in the fetal position on the floor and he was like kind of waking up, dude, he was crusty as a motherfucker. Like Arnold and Predator, dude. Yeah, you see all that freaking mud and crap, crap just caked on and just peeling off dude and, and i don't know why but i noticed his hands were like filthy throughout the entire movie were they yeah like the whole hmm. the whole time you notice there's like all this dirt under his fingernails and everything yes brody uh bobby did stroke out <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem we lost the bobby he'll be back he, he, he has an invite bobby. he'll come back he lost the ammonia <laughs> oh man well gentlemen Yes. Was it was it scary? Nope. Yes. What? Yes, it was terrifying. You asshole. It was fucking super scary. Uh just to think that somebody could just come back to the life and just kill you like that. It's just uh No, it wasn't fucking scary. No. But you know what I is mean, scary? Bobby coming back out of nowhere. There he is. Uh, <laughs> What's up, buddy? Fucking stroked. I was like, where'd you guys go? You froze. Sometimes it just yeah, takes kicking you out and bringing you, you back froze. in. <laughs> hey, I Bobby, did notice- I got a question for you, yes, buddy. Yes, questions. Was it scary? Go for it. Was it scary? No. <laughs> My sock drawer is fucking scarier. Maybe the dirty, in that the dirty sock hammer. I would not want to see them tube socks. <laughs> crusty and hard they could stand on their just, own <laughs> just like the brooms the other day yeah <laughs> standing up your gym socks in your room <laughs> is, that? is that a new trend now we're standing up we're standing up brooms i don't fucking know dude no bobby's cum socks anyway yeah. <laughs> we're and the new gormore shirt the is bobby's i don't, cum I don't socks. have those uh, <laughs> I could just see the picture now. It's just a big, long tube sock standing on its own. It's, it's all wrinkled and kind of crusty. Shut up. <laughs> the real horror film. <laughs> oh, that's our fan film, guys. Right there. Uh, yep. Mr. Socko's Revenge. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Socko. Mr. Fucking Socko. Must I give you a big kiss? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that in a long time. Holy shit. Bobby going full Mick Foley there. Yeah. Uh, does it everybody agree that it's not fucking scary at all? Yeah. That, yeah does it hold scary. up today? Uh everything up until the last ten minutes. Yes. Yeah, that horrible CGI. Oh, it's terrible. Just raw dog. I, I, I'd say that <laughs> yeah, that's, Tyler. that's what fucked it for me, and that's why it doesn't hold up, is because the film was decent all the way up until that ending. And that ending kind of fucks up a lot of stuff because yes. of how horrible it was. That's fair. I thought, I don't know. I still liked his origin story of becoming a crow and stuff like that. So, like, I don't know. Like, this one, I still, I would say it holds up. I would say yes. And I can overlook one single moment of bad CGI like that. If it was through the whole movie, I it would completely ruin the, the experience. Okay. Well, you know, I'll, you know, scratch that. It doesn't ruin it. The fact that it's a, the exact same fucking thing as the original film. 
bothers me. This is almost too as bad as A New Hope in The Force Awakens. Okay, that I'm going to get to that when we go okay. to recycle, okay. rewind, or remake. Can everybody agree agree with us? Yeah. Okay. I can't because I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Essentially, yeah. there's a theory out there, sidebar, that A New Hope and The Force Awakens is the same story progression with just different characters. And it essentially is, yeah, if you think is. about I it. Even, I even noticed yeah. that when I came no, out the that, that is a That's basically what it is. It is. So if you think about this film in the same vein as that, essentially, this film is exactly that. It's just the first film with different characters. Yes, but this film wasn't intended to be that way. This no, it was intended. Exactly. No. So we got exactly what we got. Because of that, because they wanted it to be this way. So whereas JJ intentionally made the Force Awakens like that as a love letter, keeping it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Playing it safe. But yeah, it's it is it is what it is. So I wouldn't say this ruin. I will retract my previous statement. It doesn't ruin the film, but it definitely keeps it from being a memorable one. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, think of it. As this having the ultimate form of sequel syndrome. Yeah, I've definitely seen. I mean, we've all seen worse sequels, right? For sure. Yeah, um, that's for sure. This, I mean, I mean, yeah. at least it doesn't. It at doesn't least it's not the. the at least it's not the Psycho remake. Oh, dude! I fucking walked out with of Vince the Vaughn. Yeah. I walked out of the theater on that one. It's terrible. What do they do different? Just didn't they just add like nothing? One it's a shot scene? for shot remake with Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates. Except they added a scene of uh, where he's Norman, jerking it, right? Yeah. Oh Norman wow! Bates tugging it while he's watching her in the shower. Yeah, that's like the only difference. <laughs> no bueno. It's horrible. I can't tell funny. you how it ended. Okay. It's a shot um, remake. I know how it ends. Uh, everybody, answer this, Robert. Did I answer hold? this one? Does it hold this, up? Is I, this is where I cut out, wasn't it? Does it hold up, buddy? <sighs> yes and no. We're all this wearing a, Jason it's a, it's shirts. It's a yes and no him. because it doesn't shit on the first one, but it, it's just not too original. So, uh, no. So if it's a rainy Saturday and the crow is on. I'm not on, watching well, it. No, 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 no. Listen, if the... If, if the crow is on and then the second one is following it, are you going to watch it like no. that? No, I think I would. I would. I would. If they were showing it back to back, I'd be like, oh, yeah, dude. Now, if they were showing like all four, I'd probably dip out after the second one. Honestly. Well, OK, here's a good question. What if watching the first one got your lady friend all hot and bothered from watching Brandon Lee? Would you watch the second one? Yeah, How hot and bothered are we talking? <laughs> are we talking? She's grabbing Bobby's baloney. Are we talking, you know... Number two it is! <laughs> Listen, are, are, we, are we talking under the covers watching Jensen Ackles and My Bloody Valentine hot and bothered? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't really see a problem with that, honestly. I see, I see uh, as an opportunist, I would take full advantage of that situation. Okay, fair enough. Hey, look like you could use an extra hand there. So it's there right. you go. Uh, hey, how about I help you out with that? Everyone but Bobby would choose to go with the girl. Uh, <laughs> Where the fuck did this come Because from? I asked you, I said, "What if she starts grabbing Bobby's baloney?" And your and your response was, "Then number two, it is." In other words, the, no, that's what you said. That's what you fucking said. You said then two, it is. Because Bobby didn't consent to baloney grabbing. You didn't consent to baloney grabbing. Well, so now you're right. watching the Crow City of Angels instead of getting a tug. You didn't consent. Your fault. So that makes it rape. 
Where if you just did doggy at the TV, hashtag you and do it. Not our Bobby. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Speaking of that, can we start, uh, Bobby? Do you want, do you want to announce the hashtag Not Our Bobby movement on Instagram? Yeah. What the fuck? We have is an imposter. Oh yeah. Oh, oh uh, somebody's trying that. to be me. So not only are we disowning you on the show, there's somebody trying to be you. So hashtag definitely not our Bobby. Uh, yeah, I reported yeah. that I shit. I, I, you know how many messages I got from people like I report it and then they go like this? But how oh, many like, people actually they're, they're, messaged they're him and fucked with him? That's the real question, Bobby. How many people actually messaged him and fucked with him? Oh, I just straight up reported him. Just you, I think. <laughs> just me. Am I the only fucked up person that messed him, mess- messaged him, led him along, and then at the end was like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> but I love it. You know the sad part is, I went on Instagram one day and said someone follow me. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's my that's picture. <laughs> and, then I, and then I go into the profile, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. And as you can see from my messages, he's definitely claiming that he is Bobby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I like all the hashtags and stuff from when, he, quote unquote, he was working out at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> is this guy profile still up? I didn't. You know, the sad part is somebody looks at me like, oh, this is what you're, you're turning popular. I'm like, I, I don't. I don't know what that fucking means. Like, that's, no, it's popular is when Bobby walks into Monster Mania and some random girls scream Bobby and then run and jump on him. And Bobby's like, why don't the girls like me? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's more like, never mind. Yeah, they're not of the highest quality. Continue. Uh, <laughs> I could say it. It's my show. Was the acting good or bad? It, it was wasn't bad. It was in middle, middle of the road. So yeah. middle. Middle of the road. Like, I hated the guy that played Judah. I thought he did a really terrible yeah. job. Okay, fair enough. Like, eh, his line to I don't know. Was now, monotone. are we saying Iggy Pop's acting was decent only because we were staring at his stomach the entire time? I mean... I, I think he... No, man. I think he just played crazy really fucking well. He did. <laughs> he always does. What if I mean, he's not sure playing? What if he's help. not playing? That's true. Well, it's very possible. <laughs> I mean, his hit song single is "I Want to Be Your Dog." Um, <laughs> it's a hell of a song. Yeah. No, I. I mean, they're all good. Like Sarah was good, and everything, but I just because his was just so. It, I, I don't want to say over the top because it wasn't, but you know what I mean. Like he just played crazy, fucking really well. Yeah, he did. And the, like what Chad was saying with the leader there, like. I don't, I'm trying to think like he reminded me of like some shitty fucking like pretty much like a Power Rangers villain. Like that's what I thought of every time like he was on fucking. I don't know. Like he just had these like dumb one lines and just kind of stood there and shit. So I can agree with that. Oh, as much as a douchebag as he was. I just realized the way he, he delivered his lines and everything. You know what it made me think of was when Dave Chappelle played Prince in the the. Oh Charlie my Murphy's god! Charlie true Hollywood stories. Game. He sounded exactly Louses. like him. Right, super low and monotone. Yeah. <laughs> Game blouses. Guys, would you like some fresh fruit? No, Bitches. I would like to continue the review. <laughs> Cinematography. It was a run of the mill, middle of the road, direct to video. Even though for some reason it got a theatrical release, quality cinematography. It was nothing to write home about and nothing that I need to break down. Let me start no. right there. I felt like there was uh, a there lot was, of there was one shots that were very reminiscent of the first one, though. 
There's one thing I love that they did with the cinematography is what they uh, they filmed with a yellow filter. And I thought it made gave everything kind of like this this sickly look, like like, like the city dingy. of disease. There was something wrong. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That I thought was really uh, really excellently done. Or is yeah, that man, to make up for the fact that they have poor production design? <laughs> well, you know I what? mean, that been done I that. mean, <laughs> you're hey, not man. wrong. That, if you could take it as a city, that city looked pretty nasty. Oh, speaking <laughs> of that, uh, anybody happen to catch Rabbit Hole today? No, I, I did not. I, I was watching the movie. Matt Shaw goes, "Is there anything? Is there actually anything scary about Critters too?" And I said, "Only the production design." <laughs> and Mick goes, "What?" <laughs> Hey, fuck you. I love Critters 2. <laughs> I know. Critters 2 is just... I, I hey, still yet to see it. the newest one. Yeah. Which one? The, the movie why, is there the two series? new ones? There's a series and a movie. What was the... It was the movie. It was the, the fourth one? Did it have the Wallace? Yeah. Yeah. The fifth one, actually. Fifth one. Fifth yeah. one. Okay. Nice. I'm still waiting for them to go to college. Uh, Critters Yo, that would be hilarious. hilarious. Critters versus Ghoulies. Yeah. Let's do it. Versus Demonic Toys versus Puppet Master versus Chucky. Ooh. Versus Dolls. There we go. Versus Annabelle. Ah. Oh, shit. Can we keep going with this? <laughs> Gorehounds. Uh, Let's keep this going on the Gore Mr. More discussion group. Versus the boy. Versus. Yeah. Uh, boy. Yes. Versus. Okay, guys. So premise. Uh, I think we all agree that the story earlier is amazing yeah. because it's pretty much the same story as the first film. Yeah, it's a OG, the original. Carl, full. Ah, I'm stroking out. Jesus Christ! Ooh. It's the original through and through. <laughs> it is. It is pretty much. Uh, Robert, you agree? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no. There's no debating that. So yes. Recycle, rewind, or remake, I would have to say, since I'm not going to find myself, it's a sequel to what? Chad, go first. Well, I would say <laughs> recycle, or re rewind, slash remake, but by remake, what I really mean is release the... Ooh. I want to see the original vision that they intended. I want to say rewind only if I don't have the first one on hand. Yeah. I'll agree with Chad. Recycle, give us the version we didn't see. And since this was my first uh, viewing, I'll rewind it and give it a second chance. I mean, obviously, I'm not holding my hopes up. I saw it, but Maybe a second time, be like, okay, I get it now, but my <laughs> mic drops. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a true mic drop. <laughs> John, uh, you, lost the John you finish this as he fixes his fucking mic. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's not on my list of top rewards. Oh, that was great. Hey, this is no Love Chad it. getting scared mid-sentence when the fucking chair fucking shoots up. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that great. shit. Uh, but uh, John, I'm still alive. Okay, <laughs> so let's see. Yes, <laughs> you can't really. I would say you can't really remake it without, unfortunately, remaking the first one because exactly. it's a sequel. Um, I like Chad's idea of re-releasing. Uh, that's that'd be interesting. Um, but if we can't do that, I'm just gonna have to go with the rewind. Uh, it wasn't that bad, and 
Yeah, if I watch the first one, I could easily watch this right after it. Re- rewind mostly for the candle wax scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little more there is always. Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I think you call tonight. those like, physical difficulties is, with it. Like, oh, fuck. Sorry, guys. I fuck shit up really good. It's all good. Hey, so... I just, I just want to throw us out there that Bobby never had technical difficulties when he was busy shoving Skittles into his face. Oh! <laughs> hey, hey. At least he's not Macking pissing on that mic on a podcast. <laughs> uh, if you guys remember must remember, we did have somebody pee on a podcast once. But dude, that was hilarious. Yes, it was. That was funny. like a mess. What is that? Are you peeing? <laughs> it's not like a fire hose hitting a bucket <laughs> from fifty yards away. <laughs> So, guys, it's time for your Gone More rating. I'm going to give this motherfucker a 2.5. I'm going to go 2.8, sir. I'll give it a I'll give it a a three. I'm with Bobby. I give it a three. It wasn't uh, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I went in with low expectations. Well, then that's a Gore More score of 2.8. And thank you, Mr. Brody. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Brody. I see your comment. Then. <laughs> so, guys, that means it's time for the general discussion portion of our show. Yeah. Speaking, Bobby. Yes. Bobby. Awesome. Actually, I, I do have a question, if you don't mind, for Bobby. Go for it. Uh, you talked about getting your cosplay done, and I did see some pictures. You want to jump into that, buddy? What did you make up this weekend? That actually wasn't made up this weekend. That was made up over the past... Um... Or, I'm sorry, did you paint it this weekend? No, that was... Those were all made within the past two months. Oh. I that's the most I've released of the makeup I made. Okay. And one of them is I literally made parts strictly for certain parts, like the one that was looked like a V, it's supposed to look like a, a cut bicep. I made bullet holes, uh divots in the skin. I was literally taking cotton balls and peeling them apart and moving them all around. It gave that pulled skin that was burnt. So that was I was messing around with it. I still have to make two more pieces, but majority of it is done. Nice, dude. So now I gotta glue it onto the shirt, make sure the spots match up with pieces, and then get the gloves and my chains, and hopefully the mask will be ready soon, and then it'll be done. Well, they came out great, dude. I thought they looked awesome. Now, as I say, I did good. Not bad for an amateur that didn't have a class on this crap. <laughs> did it. <laughs> Oh, shit. TJ, what were you guys saying, buddy? You guys want to see the power hour thing? <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, I can now show it up there. There it is, guys. The TJ Ooh. Bowser Power Hour official logo. Nice. You look like a fuck. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Corey Kaufman made that for us. A graphic designer at dobackdiscussion.net. Fucking killed it as always. And he captured my likeness and then some. That is, uh, I love it. Yes, that is exactly what the show will represent. That show will premiere probably late this month, early next month. Uh, for uh, we are trying different uh, guests and stuff here, and we're just trying to get the the right first episode for you guys. But it's going to be very different. Uh, that show is going to be broken up to a interview portion at the beginning, and then the la- later section is going to have me and Tisa discussing fan mail and fan questions. That are submitted weekly. So you guys can find that over on dobackdiscussion.net and of course live streaming on Facebook as that comes out. Stay tuned for commercials and ads for that podcast. 
But other than that, I didn't buy anything new. Just kind of waiting for my Freddy versus Jason head from Sculptor Die. I'm waiting for my hawk and glove from Better Off Dead and a Jason Goes to Hell mask from Lipstick Legion. But other than that, nothing really new on the cosplay front. Uh, Chad still hasn't got any taller, so I wouldn't even ask him. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm drinking milk, OK? <laughs> you're supposed to do that when you're like five. Not Dude, Chad should go as Cropsy, man. He should get a sweet Cropsy mask. Awesome. Uh, as for me, man, I the only thing cosplay wise. Oh, actually, I uh, I participated in a lottery over the weekend and it's fucking I actually won. So I could pick anything from the store and I picked a fucking full face hood. So I bought two spots for 20 bucks and should have that. hopefully. What's that? What'd you get? I got a. Uh, I don't know if I should say. But uh, it was a uh, certain older sponsor of the show. Oh, Deborah, you got a Deborah mask. Yes. Okay, Debbie White. Yes. Yes. Uh, I am friends with uh, Mr. Gallo, so you can talk about Deborah on the show. Okay. I just wasn't sure. But no, yes. uh, It was I won the thing and you could pick anything from uh, the store. And so I went top of the menu, dude. I went full face hood. Nice. And I was like, you know what? Give me the dead white, man. Just because who else can, you know, why not have a hood made up by one of your buddies? <laughs> Fair so, enough. Yep. So now I'm going to have to do a fat dead white. So Joe and I can do uh funny. You can just say that you ate Jordan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we did have an idea of like maybe doing like a Thanksgiving shoot where like Joe's sitting there eating before and then there's an aftershot and it's just me like, uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Or it could just be this. you can fucking Photoshop some feet in there. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hmm. have it like you fucking ate. A- but uh, <laughs> little. Oh, joke. actually, my other and my last uh, versus blank I ordered that does come tomorrow. I was uh, I was all excited because I got the text saying it came today and I got home and I was like, where the fuck is it? You got another I one. Like, I did. Uh, this one I got. Um, I didn't get it pre-drilled because I want to try to do it all by myself because I uh, I either want to remake the dream scene one or I want to go full end scene. Ah. I haven't decided yet. Okay, do, fair enough. Do both. Both. Well, that means I'd have to get another blank. And I'm not saying I wouldn't, but and I, as much as I love the I I like the one that you just got, man, like the end scene where it's all bloodied. Yeah. You but mean, if I do that one, I'm going to have to make a whole new coat, which I'm not saying mean, I can't. No, Freddy versus no, Jason. No, no. Which one? Oh, the one. Oh, his. Ver- oh, versus, versus end scene where it's he's all, all right, bloody while he's crushed eye water. socket. Yeah. Um, but if I did that, I'd have to make a new coat, and then I'm gonna have to perma blood the fuck out of that thing to make it look, you know, that like that scene at least. Luckily, mine's just for display. <laughs> What's that? Luckily, mine's just for display, and I don't have to fuck with that. Right. I was. I was going to say before, TJ said it before, the mask and the hood that I'm having made is made from Sculptor Die as yes. well. The mask he makes fits onto the hood. Oh, nice. So, I can't nice. Yeah, Brandon does everything in-house. Oh, yeah, dude. Can't wait to see it. 
Well, that's uh, that's about it for this episode of uh, the Gore and More podcast. I yeah. don't think there's yeah. anything else we need to uh, discuss. Nothing really cool horror wise coming out. But uh, what's our next episode? Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever recommended Ooh. by uh, Big Johnny D. Big Johnny D. When it? What is our pick after that? Oh, Night of the Demons 2. Ah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah, We're going back to Angela's parties, people. It's going to be great. Yeah, I was looking actually at our schedule uh, the other day, and I think it's actually my birthday week is one of my picks. And it's actually one of my favorite ones that I got, which was Slither. So I'm definitely looking forward I to I have that had one. several. Slither is disgusting. Several Slither. Gorehounds requests that we do Edge of the Axe for my yeah next, for in, in lieu of my next pick whatever that is your next pick. that's your call brother uh, i would say yes uh, bu- 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 tj's next blood pick harvest. blood harvest is your next pick okay yeah we're not missing we're not making we're not okay, we're not goes, skipping blood harvest it goes sequel johnny's pick sequel bobby's pick sequel my pick sequel wait that goes straight to your pick i don't remember what my one pick <laughs> anyway uh, we'll your, put it on the list your pick is chopping mall oh uh, yeah Okay. Well, we'll get her done. Can't wait for the Cabin Fever episode, Tyler says. Well, anyway, yeah. Stay tuned for next week with Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever. Cabin the Fever. original, not the remake. The original. Oh, gee. Yeah. Yes, original. Gee. So catch us next time. Same time. Same channel. Gormore Podcast. TJ Bowser signing off. Dark Lord of Knowledge signing off. This is Big Johnny D saying, see you later, Gorehounds. Killing Machine, Bobby and Moan saying, I'll kill you later.